The Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm heading over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. So we've been talking here the last uh, several episodes, thanking you and encouraging you to go out and share the Jeep Talk Show with your friends, especially on social media, because face it, that's where we get the most coverage. Uh, we, we may have one, two, maybe even five good friends in our lives, but we've got uh, up to 5,000 friends on Facebook, uh, <laughs> many we never see or would ever talk to in person, but we still have them. So go onto your social media, let people know about the Jeep Talk Show, of course, if you like the show, which I'm thinking you are, unless you're making notes for some sort of lawsuit or something, you got to like the show if you're listening. So take take a moment and uh, go over there and uh, share with people. They may thank you. Uh, and, and if they don't, you can get a good laugh out of it. Uh, we're, also, sure. we're also on the Tic Tac that you kids like these days. So <laughs> That's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not going to get listeners, Tony. You got to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> oh, it's not Tic Tac. I like Tic Tacs. No. That's something you do to uh, you know when people are too are close favorite. distance. I live for yeah. fresh breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about this Jeeps? and that. You know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I probably tics, apparently. I, I probably don't I probably don't do it often enough but the, the the could be a drinking game for the Jeep Talk show every time I I mess oh, up God. when I'm reading that <laughs> that thing you know I get uh, you, I yeah, you don't want to see me you, yeah you don't want to see me drinking that's not going to be good <laughs> Oh we're going to have to dancing on the table have, to have a, a drinking <laughs> episode <laughs> Yeah right well, what's happening, Jeeper? I'm your Jeep buddy, Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got a blast from the past coming back as something new. And there's some congratulations due to one Jeep couple. I've got an all-new must-have, and later I ask you, the listener, a question around the campfire. Howdy, it's Wendy, and Overlanders aren't such a different breed of off-roaders after all. Hey, it's Jeep Mama. I hope you guys are doing good. This past weekend was so much fun. We rallied in the Gambler 500 here in Colorado. I broke my Jeep. So stay tuned to the next episode and find out how I broke my Jeep on a dirt road. Hi, I'm Tony, and I'm very surprised, but I have another bumper. Find out more of the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator segment. How many does this guy need? Jeez. I know. There's I front, thought, I thought front and rear, one right? Vehicle. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Jeep enthusiasts gather annually in April to check out the industry's newest products from over 200 vendors at the Daytona International Speedway. The event is in its 18th year, and it's the largest Jeep-only event in the entire southeast corner of the United States. Since 2012... Jeep Beach 
has donated over $2 million to local charities through the event's week-long fundraising efforts. All proceeds raised are distributed to charities throughout Central Florida counties. This year, after a huge success of the Gladiator giveaway, Jeep Beach set to give away a 2021 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392. The 2021 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392 is the first-ever performance-oriented Jeep available from the factory. Billed as the most powerful Wrangler ever, the Jeep makes 470 horsepower, 470 foot-pounds of torque, and can tackle a quarter mile in just 13 seconds flat. And of course, there can be only one winner, and the winner is... Local Jeep aficionados Larry and Pam Bivens of Owensboro, Kentucky. The Jeeping couple had originally planned to attend the Jeep Beach Rally this year, but Pam had to go uh, undergo surgery the same week as the event was being held in April and had to be satisfied with watching a live stream of the event throughout the week. What's funny is that she apparently was watching it live when they did the drawing for the Jeep, and despite being under a fair amount of pain medication, she was elated. <laughs> the couple traveled to Daytona Beach to pick up their new ride. While there, they enjoyed a party at the Motorsports Hall of Fame. That must have been really cool. And Museum, yeah. of course, located near Daytona International Speedway. Now, after taking ownership of the Jeep, the pair decided to take it easy on the drive back to Owensboro. Larry Bivens said that after making their way up the Florida coast to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the couple drove to Columbia, South Carolina, then over to Deals Gap, North Carolina, to test out the Jeep on the legendary Trail of the Dragon Road. Mm -hmm. It has 318 curves and 11 miles. Not exactly a Jeep trail that legends are made of, as it's mainly a sports car and motorcycle type of road. Still, pretty fun in a Jeep, I bet, especially one with that much grunt. After spending a few days in the Great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, the pair decided it was time to head back home to Owensboro. The 2021 Wrangler Rubicon is the seventh Jeep the couple has owned throughout their marriage. They also wow. currently own a Jeep Gladiator they purchased last year. According to Jeep, the estimated retail of the 2021 Wrangler Rubicon 392 is just over $75,900. For the Bivens, Jeep life is a family affair, and they plan to enjoy their new ride with family as soon as possible. How fun! And then to be able to do the travel back to home driving that thing? How much right? fun! Dang. That would have been a Really cool trip, yeah, especially, you know, yeah. winning the Jeep, you know, it's like, this is ours, yeah. we want it free and clear, you yeah. know, all that. I am curious to see if they had to pay taxes on that 75000 sure some odd dollars, you know, it's like, oh, goodness, going to have to sell that Gladiator. So, uh, yes. no, but really cool. So, they, uh, so Josh, I, I'm sure you would drive this, uh, this 392 a little bit, but truthfully, wouldn't you sell it and, and buy about 25 Cherokees? <laughs> I would for, for parts. get off the Gladiator I had bought last year <laughs> if that was the case. I, you know, uh, that's not a, a car payment. I'm sure that they, uh, you know, they they they, um, they would be happy to do without rather. Uh, but uh, yeah, really cool Jeep. Uh, you know, outfitted uh, with some custom wheels and tires. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the custom Jeep Beach uh, logo uh, on the side of it in uh, gold. The Jeep is in white. I thought white. that said Beaver. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it out. It's Jeep weird. Fever, fever. It's curve. No, it's I, cursive. <laughs> Tony, you got to listen to the articles that Josh is talking about because it said it right there. Jeep Beach, <laughs> the Beaver. Oh, but no, it looks like a very happy couple posing in front of yes. their Jeep, um, posted up on the lawn right there. So, uh, congratulations once again uh, to Larry and Pam Bivens of Owensboro, Kentucky. If you know them uh, and they're not listening to the show, make sure you turn them on. And, yes. Uh, and 
you know, let them know that we're talking about him in, in good in good fun anyway. I, I just want to yeah. mention really quick, uh, there may be some uh, some listeners or maybe new listeners to the show, and you've always had a desire for a Jeep, but uh, life, kids, college, all that stuff has gotten in the way. Uh, I've noticed that quite a few uh, Jeepers out there, especially on this uh, Tic Tac thing we recently got on, <laughs> Quite a few of the Jeepers are of the older generation uh, that, uh, and like these folks. I mean, these folks have had a lot of Jeeps, but there's some uh, people out there that have never had a Jeep, have always wanted the Jeep, and, and you've seen them uh, looking at you uh, at, the, at Sam's parking lot or something, going, oh, that'd be nice. I've always wanted one. Don't keep yourself from getting a Jeep. Go get one. You know, you can get a used one. Start out slow. You don't have to go out and buy a brand new one. So uh, jump off and go get a Jeep. You you will not. Well, I can't say you won't, won't regret it. You will because they break. <laughs> but overall, you won't. <laughs> They're the most fun, expensive yes. vehicle to own. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says physically irresponsible like having a, a customized Jeep. Just empty so, every pocket. That's what it stands for. Well, right. I want to make sure that you guys don't call it Avon, all right? Oh, oh, that's, that's a, that's a name that uh, probably strikes bells with a lot of people out there. Well, see what you uh, there. So you may, you may remember in episode 504, I was talking about a limited edition color that Jeep was releasing and how they occasionally will do this by releasing, you know, impact, bold, or special edition colors that are only around for a very limited time. And once they're gone, it's almost impossible to get your hands on the color again. Now, I, and I bet the body shops just love that, right? Now, yeah. Jeep's color palette already includes some, well, well-named options like Hella Yella Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a, that is a Jeep color. Uh, Snazberry hey. Red, or how about that Nacho Orange that we've seen a lot of lately? As you heard in episode 504, this has now been expanded with a limited, edi- a limited edition Gecko Green color, too. Well, Jeep is doing it again, and this time I think it is going to be a color that only a select few will be going after. Right now, Jeep isn't saying exactly when they will release the Tuscadero Pink color for the Wrangler. One would assume this would also be available for the Gladiator, like the last few special colors have been, but a pink Gladi? Really? No. Mm-mm. No. Please don't. <laughs> Anyways, for those who don't uh, do the research like I do or who are under the age of 38, I will explain the reference in case some of you don't get it. You see, there used to be these things called sitcoms. And in the mid-70s, one of them came out called Happy Days. This is yep. where the infamous Fonzie character and the Jump the Shark reference all came from. In just three episodes, Carol Pinky Tuscadero plays an old romantic flame of Fonzie's played by Roz Kelly. This character would could fix vehicles and ride a motorcycle, just like Fonzie, but a pink one, of course. And she was allegedly famous for her trick riding. And as you would guess, her trademark color was pink. If you want to relive your happy days and spring for the special shade of pink for your next Jeep, you'll have to stay tuned to the Jeep Talk Show, and we'll let you know when it becomes available. I, I don't want to screw this up, but I think I can mention it and not cause an issue. Well, you started talking, so it's already Here too we late. I am, I'm, <laughs> in, I'm in t- conversation with Jeep or somebody that c- claims to be from Jeep about a Jeep talk show red because, you know, we talk about red so much here on the show. And uh, yeah, I think that would be really cool to actually have a, a proper bright red. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it should be covered in LEDs that you can just, you, it only has one button. And when you turn it on, it's very bright red. That's the only way you can get a bright red on a vehicle is to actually have it uh, emit the color. It, it's going to be called Tony Red. I, you, you know this, right? I, <laughs> yeah. 
I think I think that's where he's going with this, trying to get some uh, some claim to fame here. Oh man, <laughs> I I don't know about this pink. I mean, it's if you had to do pink, I suppose it's a pretty pink. I, it looks like it might be pearl a little bit, but oh, collector's item. This is a collector's. There's definitely thing. a metallic aspect to it. It yeah. is definitely a, a metallic color. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not a pastel pink. It, it is not Thank a fluorescent goodness. pink. Or uh, a baby pink. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not that either. Um, so it, it, there, there's almost a little bit of purple to it. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. yeah, it's it's obnoxious nonetheless. I what I could it's... see happening is is this being used for promotional jeeps? Um, maybe somebody has a a five hundred one three C who is part of a cancer foundation. They want to exactly. do a, a breast sure. awareness no, bill yeah. or something like that. This would totally yeah. fit the bill. Uh, for something like that, but for the average Jeep sitting in your driveway, probably not so much. I, well, we we love cut, customizing our Jeeps and making them our own, and and this one comes from the factory customized. So, I mean, there's not going to be a bunch of these. So, I can see th- that being a a draw for people. Uh, I, well, the one thing that I I would see being a draw against that is that you're not going to be able to find any other shade of pink to match this. So, no, anybody you won't. who's doing like you know. Yeah. Pink inner fender, uh, inner fender liners, or oh, go with bright uh, green, pink, pink toe or, hooks, or you know something or like that. Or rims, or yeah, D rims, exactly. or anything. None of that is it. going to match. Mm-hmm. And so Steering it's going wheel to cover. Oh, seat. Do you, it's do you look see, weird. You see the hooks there? They're blue. I know. Isn't well, it's that because weird? the Rubicon is blue. It matches the lettering on the Jeep. Oh, that's interesting. I thought they were. Red. It looks like it. I thought all the blue stuff was on the 4XE only. Yeah, and not the other, not the other ones. But I, I could be mistaken. I, I, you could probably uh, get them for for any Jeep. You just got to order them from the factory. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm just start well, thinking you know, about a contrasting color to match that because I, you're exactly. not going to match it. Bright color green, exist. vomit that green, hella, <laughs> hella yellow, yellow, and pink. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> or how about that snazberry well, red? That's going to be like a. But light red. Oh my god, it is not red. It's maroon. I wish they could call it Deadpool says the other's a red one out there. I'm going, that's not red, man. That is maroon. (laughs) Snazberry. Oh, I love it. You know, uh, guys, occasionally we get some inside information from our Jeepers on the street, as it were, or out on the trail. And uh, and sometimes this is directly related to something we talked about here on the show. This last week, we actually got an update on the uh, Jeep electric vehicle charging stations that are supposed to be going in at, at all or most of the Jeep of, uh, badge of honor trailheads. Now, according to the company Jeep has partnered with for this endeavor, Electrify America, the first three were supposed to be up and functional by this spring of 2021. That was several months ago. This included Moab, the Rubicon, and others. As of the recording of this episode, those first three are not yet installed. However, we got news this last week from Chris, one of our loyal listeners and a volunteer behind the scenes here at the Jeep Talk Show. He had informed us that people from the Drummond Island Tourism Association had been working with Jeep on the install of the charging station there near the famous Jeeping destination. Jeep tried to have the charging station in place in early July before the summer Jeep Jamboree, However, they only got as far as getting the concrete pad poured. <laughs> that was it. Well, that's something. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. It took you that long to get that far? That's now, progress, Jeep is installing, folks. That's what she said. The Jeep is installing the charging station at the Tourism Association office, though, which is just a few miles away from the ferry, right on the main road. However, it will be 16 miles west of the South Marblehead Loop Badge of Honor Trail. So, with the claimed 22 miles of electric range the 4XE gets, you would literally have to use three-quarters of your range just getting to the trailhead. 
Doesn't leave much uh, left in the old battery box to do any wheeling now, does it? Nicely done, Jeep. When will Jeep learn? I don't know. When will they start paying me a healthy salary to point out their stupid decisions? <laughs> we may never know. Absolutely. But what we do know is that we are grateful for listeners like Chris. Thanks for the update, Chris. And by the way, Chris is very involved in the Jeep world, and I highly encourage anybody within the sound of my voice to go check out his website, sevenslats.com. It's a very well-done Jeep blog that has some amazing photography behind it. So please go check it out, sevenslats.com. So we are only one meth head accident uh, away from uh, electrocution, from being away from all the bad PR, shutting down all these charging stations. They're going to be over there trying to charge their phone or running a, uh, a meth lab off of the block or something, right? Yeah, they got you know the little chemistry kit out. And meth lab and an igloo cooler. I gotta get some power. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> these things are going to burn it, to the ground well, and take half and the force. Of course, if, and if you're in California, you cannot be charging your Jeep right, right now because we have to conserve all the energy because we have all these forest fires and they're shutting everything down. So imagine having to flee your house in your electric jeep because there's a fire coming you have no time and you didn't charge it well you've you've gotten the bicycle right i mean you have a bicycle that you can pedal I, I think you need to start putting one attached to the jeep there and you can just make that work this is all part of the plan for oh. them to come up with uh, public bicycles so California, that you can yeah. you can nice. rent bicycles to, to go everywhere they've and got to start speaking chinese no, they've got that here. It's 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 already here in, in Portland. Oh yeah, it's there's there's places that, in the United States that have that. I, I you know the the guy or the people the team that has to prepare those bicycles must just get so pissed off. There's got to be so many issues with people just unless you're into that sort of thing. Maybe he's that's got a, right. He's got a thing for like sniffing it. seats or something. I don't oh, know. Dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This I wasn't going there, but did, okay, now we have. Did not know it was going that direction. I'm, hey, there, there's I'm a, a lid for every pot. There's a lid for every <laughs> I think pot. So. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, if you've got a lid for our pot, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. <laughs> Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. I thought that was the disgusting one here. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, we've got something for everybody at the 4x4radionetwork.com website. If you haven't been there in a while, be sure to uh, check it out and tell your friends about it as well. We've got the On the Trail podcast. We've got the Center Steer podcast. We've got the 4x4 podcast. Even Trail Chasers is there. The Jeep Talk Show is there as well. It's all in one spot. It's all about the off-road. It's all for free, and it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, DR out here in Utah, and I'm still trying to get a hold of grasp on this Monday morning stuff because that's <laughs> my days off for Sunday and Monday. And I, I could be listening to you guys all day Monday if I just download it and turn it on. I'm doing so many things that I could put a damn earplug in my head and earplug, earphone, whatever they call them little things, chicklets is what they call them. Anyway, it's the phrase that pays probably going to be way too late, but I like the guy. I know more than a lot of people where that insurance uh, stops at, and it'd be nice to. Uh, well, I can't even remember the damn phrase. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to get all that guy and give him some money because them guys really need the money. They really help out. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's talking about the uh, the phrase that pays for the uh, interview from episode uh, 505. 
uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's great to hear from you, Dr. And uh, yeah, you got to write that f- phrase that pays down on a piece of paper before you make the call. That not that, not exactly. just you, but everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, what DR was referencing was the Travis Burkhart Foundation. You can go check them out at travisburkhartfoundation.com. And uh, we'll have that link, of course, in the show notes for episode 505 at jeeptalkshow.com. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nuggets. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, we had a chance to attend, teach, and present information at a local overlanding event this past weekend. Pier 4x4 hosted the event here in Big Bear. Now, they're a Northern California club and wanted to check out the trails Big Bear has to offer. There were at least 350 vehicles, lots of people, kids, and lots of dogs. Most of the setups were Toyotas, but there were also Jeep Gladiators, Lexus, Subarus, and other vehicles. Every one of the vehicles was set up for overlanding with rooftop tents, full kitchen setups, and other creature comforts. There were also full-size tents not attached to the vehicle and some dome-shaped tents that looked like something out of a space movie. Really cool. We saw lots of setups with solar panels, too. That's for the serious camper. Now, a few things I observed was that everyone we met was happy, having fun, and very polite. So I'm going to have to adjust my opinion on Toyo owners, apparently, because I couldn't believe the reception we received as Jeep drivers. Now, Don Alexander, Bill, and I did a training class on recovery and gear. We weren't sure how the class would be received, but it turned out that there are a lot of people who have no idea what type of gear to start with, let alone use it. Now, I love teaching and training, so this was a perfect setup to allow them to touch and feel the equipment. We also gave them a chance to hook up and use a soft shackle, my favorite piece of recovery gear, with a tree saver and a winch line. What was also an interesting observation is that we noticed that recovery points on other vehicles are very different from Jeeps. Some were way underneath the front end, which meant the D-rings would eventually get rubbed on or off as time and trails often do. And some had only one point to one side, like on the Subaru. They only had one recovery point in the front and the rear. Now that kind of changed how we presented the class, but all in all, they walked away with knowledge on how to get themselves out of a sticky, wet, or slippery situation. Of course, our first recommendation was to not get stuck and always travel with the buddy. Now walking around the vendors that were there, we met these nice folks from Gear America. They make all the usual items for recovery, including toe straps, kinetic ropes, snatch blocks, soft shackles, and D-rings that don't make noise. Yes, you heard me right. I am so tired of our old D-rings banging all the time. I want to be able to hear the other noises that my Jeep's making that could be an issue. (laughs) Not those darn D-rings clanking all the time. Now, these D-rings have rubber spacers that you insert on each side, and they stop the noise. And they come with an anti-theft device to keep them from getting stolen. There's a three-sided key, sort of like an Allen wrench, that fits into a left-handed threaded locking nut that keeps the main shackle bolt in place. If you try to remove the main bolt with the wrench, it'll only get tighter due to the left-hand threads of the lock nut at the other end on the main bolt. And unless you have the three-sided Allen-style tool to extract the locking nut, you'll never get the main bolt off. Now, I'm in heaven that I won't have to hear them anymore, and of course, they come in all kinds of colors. We chose blue. Sorry, Tony. (laughs) Now, later in the day, we actually presented a trail etiquette for the attendees. This was a talk about keeping trails open, not driving on sensitive areas or off the main roads where you don't belong, being aware of campfire restrictions, and overall pack it in and pack it out rules. 
embracing the ambassador of the trails effort and teaching others as well. We were surprised at how many people weren't aware that the trails can be closed at any time within the forest. I love that we got to share the let's keep it open for generations with these overlanders too. Perhaps we helped make a difference. It was a great day and I love being around all the campers. Camping out in the wild of Big Bear Mountains had to be a highlight of their trip. Of course, there were stories of 4x4ers going through some of our trails and breaking stuff. They have so much to learn. Now, there's a lot of those setups that don't have the ground clearance or our articulation to handle our tough trails. And then there were others who asked for directions for easy to medium trails, and we were happy to offer suggestions. I love when two worlds can come together, Jeepers and Overlanders, and share info and have a great time. Thank you to Pier 4x4 for having us and letting us share our knowledge and training to keep the trails open for everyone. So guys, have you had a chance to see any of these setups for overlanding? It's quite amazing the amount of equipment and what they do. Yeah, actually, uh, one of the last shows that I DJed for Four Wheel Parts uh, was a show and shine for the Portland, Oregon store. This was uh, several years ago. Uh, but ARB was there, uh, and, and they had one of their, um, I think it was a Forerunner at the time, uh, demo vehicle, uh, which was set up with their awnings and you know a bunch of oh. ARB gear, and of course, yes. all the overland stuff that was available uh, back then, including uh, their fridge and the mount and the slide outs and you know all that sort of stuff. Uh, I've seen, I, I'm not exactly on Pinterest all the time, but occasionally I find myself digging through Pinterest uh, to find ideas or inspiration for this or that. And, and occasionally I find myself digging around through some uh, uh, overlanding pit, uh, Pinterest stuff. And, and mm -hmm. I find uh, these setups that are next level. Um, I know. Stuff that, that, I mean, like, it, like professional grade, world-class cabinet makers have yeah. outfitted their Jeep in the back of their Jeep with. I mean, it, it was mind-blowing type of stuff. Insane. Uh, very yeah. almost artistic. Uh, the level of craftsmanship is is next to none. Uh, and it's just really, really cool stuff. So I'm living vicariously through other people. Uh, for years and years and years, uh, I was amiss. I, I was hesitant to outfit the back of my Jeep in any way whatsoever because it was like the primary vehicle that I used to transport DJ gear. Well, I've mm -hmm. since retired from DJing, and that's no longer a concern. And so a lot of these ideas are now coming off the back burner and coming back forward and thinking to myself, hey, remember that idea that I had you know, years ago mm -hmm. that I couldn't do? <laughs> now I can do that again. Now you and can do it. And a lot of overlanding stuff sort of checks those boxes and is under the same umbrella. So, so you know, have I seen it? Yes. Have I seen it in person? Yes, to a certain degree. Um, but I haven't had a chance to really play with it all that much, uh, and I certainly don't have it in my own rig yet. Well, if you get a chance to do a local, like, current overlanding expo or something like that, you got to go because I was really amazed at, like you mentioned, all the different types of equipment, the fridge. But we even saw one vendor that was selling a generator that's powered by a little propane tank that you'd use, like, for your stove. Not gasoline. Mm -hmm. So that you, it was 850 watts. I mean, it was a great power unit. So if you're out overlanding, you don't have to worry about gasoline spilling or you know, the smell right. of it being in, inside your rig and stuff. So that was kind of a neat thing. But the other thing I noticed too was how many different types of roof temps, tents there were. You know, oh, hard yeah. tops, soft tops, shells, all kinds of, you know, creature comforts. But one thing that we mentioned uh, that Don and, and Bill and I were talking about was that when you overland, it's great. You have everything in your Jeep. You have your tent up top. Maybe you got a, you know, some kind of enclosures to go to the bathroom or change or whatever mm -hmm. you're going to do but yeah. the bottom line is if you're going somewhere and you're going to wheel let's say you drive to big bear you camp overnight and you want to go do the trails you got to pack all that stuff up because it's yep. part of your jeep 
So there were people who had separate tents and you could see them leaving with their Jeep, you know, or, or sorry, their Toyota or Lexus or whatever, and go do trails and come back. But the ones who have the roof tent and all that, they had to either break down partially or mostly and obviously close it down. So yeah. that is something to concern, consider when you are overlanding is what do you plan to do? If you're just going to drive someplace, park it and hang out at the water or walk around and do stuff like that, great. But if you plan to do trails, you got to think about that too. So Yes, Wendy, absolutely. So, Wendy, did you get a chance to, and uh, maybe you've done it before, but did you get a chance to maybe get up and get in uh, one of those uh, rooftop tents and uh, see what it would be like to actually uh, uh, sleep in one of those things, camp out yeah, in one of those? They're actually very roomy. Um, Bill's son, um, Brent, actually has a rooftop tent on his truck. So not Toyota, but a Chevy truck. And, um, you know, it's a little ladder. It's got plenty of room and he's close to six foot tall. I mean, there's plenty of room in those things. So it's kind of interesting. So I've seen some, uh, I think, YouTube videos where they're, they've, uh, and maybe they're doing this to pull in views, but they talk about, uh, think twice or, or, you know, look at these things before you get a rooftop tent. And there was mm-hmm. some negative aspects uh, to it. And uh, certainly one of them is the high, higher center of gravity. If you're yeah. overlanding, it's not Big not time. as bad, but if right, you're doing trails. You're over tra- that's right. Yeah, if you're in, doing trails, fact, it's a consideration. Uh, in fact, Paul with Nexon Tire had a rooftop tent for promotion and doing stuff, and he finally took it off. It just it didn't work for the trail uh, things that he was doing over rock climbing and all that. It does. It yeah. changes the whole center of gravity, and boy, does it shift things. So, oh, and if, yeah, you, if you get somebody that, that's a heavy sleeper, it really puts the center of gravity off because uh, they're <laughs> up there on top of sleeping. And I'm still up here! <laughs> Where's the bacon? <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the snooze again. Leave me alone. <laughs> Now, Wendy, you had asked if uh, if I've seen any of these setups, you know, been to like any of the expos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've actually been wanting to get to the Overland Expo West. Uh, this, I mean, this is a, a huge, one of the largest Overland Expos in the nation. Uh, is that this has the been one going on for a number of years. In- in Flagstaff? Uh, it's in, it's the one in, in Arizona. I, I yeah, think they Flagstaff. do it a couple of times a year. Uh, they used to yeah. do it uh, two or three times a year, um, but now I think it's 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 down to just once a year because it's gotten a little out of control. And, of course, COVID changed everything as well. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's clear out in Arizona. It would be very hard for me to get out there uh, and, and attend. But it's one of those things where uh, I've, I've wanted to go and spend a couple of days at one of these overland expos and just sort of take it all in uh, because you don't get a chance to see – that much overlanding gear oh. and, and stuff displayed and promoted and shown off and and you know and all that sort of stuff uh, in one place like that anywhere else except for maybe you know uh, Overland Expo East. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like uh, September twenty fourth through twenty sixth uh, in Flagstaff, in, Arizona. In Flagstaff, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know Don Alexander is going to go. I don't know if we're going to be able to go because we're going to get back from our trip. So pretty close to that time frame but we were planning to go as well just to check it out but it's crazy it's a whole nother world so yeah certainly well do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets i'd love to hear from you find us on youtube at trails 411 great content with lots of tips tricks and techniques did you notice how she uh, slid the uh uh, must-have item in there in her segment, uh, Josh. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of <laughs> curious to hear hear uh, more about these the, these shackles after they get installed. They're awesome. And, uh, just, no, they're already installed. Are you kidding? Time. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. The color's yeah. just a shame. I'm sorry. Hey guys, it's Jeep Mama here. Um, if you listen to my upcoming episode, I talk about living in the moment, and you know you can put some things off, 
while you live in the moment. You don't always do everything right away, which I'm playing catch up now on listening to the episodes of the Jeep Talk Show. And I'm listening to Tony talk about wanting to use that hill descent control button or hill control descent, hill descent control. Anyway, it's super easy, Tony, to use. All you have to do is go to YouTube and search Jeep Mama Hill Control Descent, Hill Descent Control, and you can figure it out. But actually, it is really easy to use, Tony. Just get up on a hill. As you're coming down the hill, push the button, take your feet off the brake and the gas, and just let the Jeep do the driving. It's very, very ominous to try to do that at first, but it's like freaking so amazing to see that Jeep drive by itself. But anyway... I just wanted to let you guys know because I'm playing catch up. I'm on episode what 498. I've got a lot to catch up. Oh my goodness! Talk to you guys. Bye. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. I got to get me one of those uh, gladiator swords to keep in the gladiator. You know. Uh, oh, gun rack on the back with just like a yeah, He-Man sword. Yeah. <laughs> that one of those little metal skirts, you know, uh, especially oh, for the oh, get-togethers. Please, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez, man. I got, you, know, you know how vivid of an imagination I have, and I just went to Tony the Kilt, and that was not good. <laughs> that was not a good place I, to I don't go. know how they run with those things, you know, because the little metal pieces are going scissor back, back and forth, back and forth. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> So Whole I was, uh, I've been, uh, I've been so impressed with, uh, not only the, uh, uh, Northridge, uh, 4x4.com, uh, website for purchasing uh, things for my gladiator. Uh, I've also been really, uh, impressed with the moto built, uh, crusader front bumper, the stubby bumper that uh, I've talked about in the past and, uh, ins- have installed on the, uh, the, the Jeep gladiator. Uh, so I was, it was a, an easy decision to go ahead and, uh, get the, uh, matching crusader, a rear bumper uh, for the uh, 2021 Gladiator, and uh, I was looking at it, and, and you know how you guys are. You, I'm the same way. You go and you look, and you think, oh, I'd like to have that, but I don't want to get it right now. And uh, well, uh, the, the 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 Jeep Talk Show uh, Texas event is coming up, and I thought, you know, I really would like to have that rear protection on the rear bed of the Gladiator, and this bumper, this Crusader bumper, has that built in. So I, I'd like to get this before the event, and I was noticing that there's a 30-day uh, lead time on the bumper because uh, Northridge 4x4 didn't have them in stock. And I, I looked at the, the calendar, and I went, you know, if I want this in time, I need, I need to go ahead and, and order it now. So I did. I got no – I mean, other than the order was in, I got nothing – Email wise or whatever, and I'm saying, you know, just calm down. It's going to be at least 30 days. They tell you this on the site. Well, day before yesterday, I got a, an email from UPS saying that the Moto built uh, up two uh, two shipments will be coming in Thursday. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. so the bumper is here. They are listening to the show. They are listening <laughs> yes, to the show. I they pretty have to much be. guarantee now at this point. Like, wow, these guys spending some money with us, so we better treat them good. The bumper is here, and you know it's a bad sign whenever the UPS guy comes up and rings your doorbell, absolutely nothing in hand, the vehicle out on the street, 
and he's waiting there for you to answer the door. And I, you know, we don't. Please know, we, come help me. We don't do. We don't answer the <laughs> door a lot. So I, I finally looked at the camera. Saw it was the UPS guy. Got up. And started, you could just see the guy just crestfallen. Started got to track this big walking, ass box. Clear up here by myself. Started walking downstairs and uh, opened the front door. And uh, he's cussing and walking back to his truck. And there's a big ass bumper right there in front of the door. Wow. <laughs> this thing is huge. This it is house. so damn big. <laughs> and it's it's got to be 70, 80 pounds at least, if not more, because it's a hell of a thing to move. It is a beautiful work of art. And it's heavy duty. Uh, and uh, I did get the additional uh, pieces that allow you to tie in the... Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know what it's called, but I, I know when you get a Rubicon, you get those uh, little slide the slide things in the back of the rear uh, bed of the uh, of the Gladiator to protect it. So there's mounts that go up into the frame. Well, uh, this bumper is a wrap around, uh, not to be confused with a reach around. For the price, it should be a reach around. Uh, but it has these brackets that I, I purchased with it, which is another a couple hundred bucks, I think, that are very similar to the Rubicon. Uh, slider. Uh, I don't know what you call that thing, Josh. It's this the it's the the the, the two foot or, or even one and a half foot of protection that is on the rear bed of the Gladiator, and it's so long and the the departure angle is so bad. You really need something yeah. to protect that. Well, it's cool about this about this particular bumper with your departure angle. This it has this sort of angled belly yep. pan part of it to you know to it, so that if you do come down off of something, uh, you're not hitting a sharp edge. Uh, it's going to catch on something. You actually got something that's going to sort of lead you off of uh, off of whatever that ledge is. Uh, plus, the wraparound protection is going to be real nice. Uh, and I'm curious to see how those uh, corner frame mounts uh, incorporate into into this, and and what those uh, do for you. If if it's just added rigidity, uh, if it's just something for the mounting and the installation process that you would have needed anyways, uh, or if it's something extra that's going to provide you some additional armor. Well, uh, so well, I'm kind of curious to see how this is all going to go together. Well, keep in mind, the connection of this bumper to the frame is very simple. It's just four bolts that go in uh, to like a flat plate on the frame. And, mm -hmm. and the front uh, the front of the Gladiator is exactly the same way. It makes installation very easy, but it makes me a little concerned as far as the rigidity of it i mean it's great for head-on impact but if you're if you get on a rock or something now you have that side uh torque that's being placed on those four well, bolts. i think that's where these corner exactly that's where i was going with this kind of act like a gusset almost yeah. and will sort of triangulate a lot of those forces uh, because you do have recovery points on this bumper uh, and I'm assuming that there aren't any other on the on the frame of the Jeep in the back, at least. It's right. part of the bumper assembly. Uh, and, and so, you know, if it came came down to uh, a rearward recovery or a rear side recovery at that point, you, you have some additional shear force protection there uh, to prevent you from bending something that you wouldn't ordinarily uh, want to bend. And, of course, there's no drilling on this because uh, you're just using the same holes and mounts on the frame that uh, Jeep put there for their Rubicon uh, sliders, if you will, rear sliders, I guess I could call them. Uh, so these these uh, these additional very beefy mounts uh, are going to go right in the, the factory location and attach to this bumper. And so I'll have additional uh, side torque uh, dampening, I guess you could call it, uh, on this. Now, I'm very impressed so with the bumper. It's built very nice. It's it's a stout looking bumper, uh, to be honest. It 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 really is. Um, now that being said, the one thing that I think you're going to lose is the ability to add that uh, additional backup lighting that the uh, Gladiator is so known to have 
very little of. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if you have any plans. Th this bumper has, looks like two recesses or, or, or two grills, if you were. It's a perforated portion of, of, the, uh, of the bumper that would appear to be in the exact same location as what the factory bumper uh, reverse light additions would, would, would go. Uh, is there some plans to possibly do some reverse lights in these locations in the future, Tony? Well, I, I actually researched that prior to ordering the bopper, or maybe it was just after ordering it, because I would like to have some additional lighting back there. Yeah. And I read, I couldn't find anything online as far as how it was done, uh, but I've read that the square LED headlights, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, off-road lights, lights, yeah, yeah. Will, will fit in there. But they have it at a, the cut. The whole cutout is kind of angled, uh, angled to make it look fancy. So I'm right. not sure. Uh, I mean, you could always put a plate, paint it black, and then um, uh, and uh, cover up that hole, uh, or maybe you know paint it red and have some uh, uh, you know some contrasting colors there. But yeah, so right now, and I've been waiting to get the bumper so I could actually see because nobody has any damn good pictures of this bumper from the inside. It makes sense, you know, you will see the outside of it, right. but I yeah, couldn't outside, look at it and go, the back side of it. Right. I'm kind of curious, too. I wanted to see how it was mounted. I wanted to see sort of the welds on the back and, and, and you know, that sort of stuff. I wanted to see a little bit more. So I am disappointed a little bit by uh, Northridge or, or Motobilt, uh, whoever is, uh, you know, putting together the, the media pack for this particular bumper, uh, that they didn't include like, like a 360 view or more angles at the very least because i mean there are people out there that are you know interested on this kind of stuff and and a, co a conversation with a tech on the phone isn't going to exactly give you the same impression as a visual representation would oh no and and i will be putting up pictures of this and you can uh, be sure i'll be talking about this on future uh, jeep talk show gladiator segments because i do plan on getting a couple of uh uh, one of those little uh, small uh, square pods and, and mounting it in there mm -hmm. and hooking it up to the uh, to the re reverse lights. Because if you've ever been on a trail at night and you're going down that trail and you find out, well, this isn't going to take me where I want to go. <laughs> I can't turn around. you got to back up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to back up. You're going to want some good lights. And also, too, yep. it's always fun for the neighbors to get woke up in their house when you're backing out of your driveway at 3 a.m. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So very, very happy with the bumper, not exceedingly happy with the amount of money I had to spend for it, but mm. you got to keep in mind, I, I'm not spending another... And not even a spare tire mount on the thing. Yeah. Well, I, I really don't like that since the, the Gladiator is capable of uh, holding 35s underneath. I really oh. like the clean oh. look. Oh, yeah. No. And people are putting 37s in the spare tire holder uh, Holy deflated. Cow. So you would have to have some sort of uh -huh. air source. So I really like the clean look of uh, uh, of the, the the Gladiator without the additional spare tire, and also too with the spare tire down low, it helps your center of gravity. Yes, Absolutely. sir. So anyway, uh, very excited about this, and uh, yes, I will be sanding the bumper before I paint it this time. <laughs> this time, <laughs> because I didn't last time, and the damn thing's flaking. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to give something for that paint to stick to. Well, you know, I, I cleaned it up really good with the, the with the brake cleaner, and uh, I just really thought that, especially with the etching paint, the etching primer. So live and learn. 
Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. I'm going to vector off, which I know is unusual for me uh, on this uh, Rabbit this trails on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Talk show, I know. I forget what's, what I was searching for. About? I forget what I was searching for online, but I I happened across uh, some references to the Jeep Talk Show. One was on a, a Wrangler uh, forum, uh, and, and, and they were, they were, this talk always got, seems to always be some talk about, I'm listening to podcasts. And uh, are there any good podcasts to listen uh, to? And we had three posts after that question on, on the forum, that forum, oh, wow. not our forum, but their forum, uh, recommending the Jeep Talk Show, amongst the others, because there's lots of other Jeep Talk Shows out there. And and apparently, uh, there's uh, many more now than what there was in the past, which, of course, makes sense. There's a, a well, lot they of... come and they go. A I mean, lot of passion. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the downside. We had like six direct competitors uh, and I, I don't think any but one of them is still around anymore. So, uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they put out five or 10, 20 episodes or something and they realize oh, it's, that, it's really, uh, it's hard work. So it, it's a lot it, of work. It, yes. it's, it's damned impressive that we've been around for this long. And I think it's because we just have fun with the, doing the show. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, I was real happy to see that. And also too, we're listed as the number one Jeep talk show in several locations. So uh, awesome. I was True. amazed. We're we're in the top dang near. We keep floating back between the top fifteen and the top ten percent of all podcasts on the planet. So I mean, we're we're doing really good. I mean, that's why we are but, the number one most downloaded Jeep podcast in the world. So but damn it, I it's want gonna more. Be, it's going to take a lot <laughs> to, to sort of uh uh you know dethrone us. Yeah. Well, and and God bless you if you can. I mean, if you sure. if you can do a better show, uh, more power to you. Uh, I I won't be happy about it, but I mean. That's just kind of the challenge. You need to come up with a good product. Anyway, if you'd like to be a, a paid subscriber, just go over to Jeep Talk Show. A horrible segue. <laughs> just go over to JeepTalkShow.com and uh, look and see how you can become a paid subscriber, you know, if you enjoy the show. Nobody ever called us professionals. <laughs> hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Adam calling you from Minnesota. I just talked to Tony uh, last Friday you have about no evidence um, of that. the sway bar solution that uh, he's thinking about going with. Um, the kind of the curry system or something like that. I run 105LJ, the off-road only uh, sway bar disconnect. They call it sway lock. And what that does is it kind of gives you a var- variable rate um, or dual rate, as they call it, where it's locked while on-road but unlocked when off-road. So kind of something to check out. It is more expensive than the curry system. But, um, but still, <laughs> you know, if budget isn't in concern, a good option. Also, I'm curious because Tony is going to do it with his um, Gladiator with the XJ. Curious if uh, we could talk about Josh, Tam, or Josh, Tony, uh, Wendy, or even Tammy uh, talking about flat towing jeeps, seeing kind of what the procedures are. I know in episode 146 of the On the Trail podcast with Kevin and Scott, they had talked about it. But curious to see what your guys' um, opinions, concerns, comments are on how to best do that. Uh, as always, love listening to the show. We'll talk to you, um, listen to you Friday and on Mondays now. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. 
Yeah, I appreciated that uh, information that you sent me, uh, Adam. And uh, it is a very nice system. I think I, I can't remember if you sent me a YouTube video link or if I just found one to look at it. And it is really cool because uh, when you're on road, uh, you have a, like a, a not a ratchet thing, but a little lever that you can flip on both of them. And uh, maybe it's just one side. Maybe you're just unlocking one side. But anyway, uh, there's a little lever on the uh, on the sway bar that you can uh, uh, press that to disconnect it. So you still have the uh, the the torsion bar keeping limiting your your sway when you're off road. But uh, when you're on road, it's locked. It's just like having a, a fixed sway bar. The I. I- I liked it, but good God, how in the world can somebody make something that's more expensive than the anti rock? <laughs> I, I, I oh my gosh, how much this, was it? It was a thousand between seven fifty and a thousand dollars, I believe. Okay. I gotta thank Adam for, for turning me on to off road only because uh they they have now uh the kind of air tank that I've been looking for for years that I saw in a completely different industry that I thought damn that's what i need to use in my jeep for compressed air storage and nobody else that i've ever seen was ever running anything even remotely close to this and where i saw it was on the back of some workout equipment it was it was pneumatically controlled uh resistance type of exercise equipment and they had these these small uh small cylinder type of air tanks they couldn't have been more than about three or four inches in diameter and maybe a foot tall if that even and they would hold about a gallon of air or so and my plan was to stick anywhere between two and four of these uh in various uh spots in in and underneath the jeep and link them all together to create a four or five six whatever uh gallon air storage system uh and have a fair amount of compressed air storage on the jeep um without sacrificing a whole lot of room uh and and now that i see off-road only their website offroadonly.com um in their their store online store if you will the number one item the first item there one out of 103 results is a one gallon air tank four inch diameter includes mounting bracket and everything and it's only about 160 bucks and i was like just i'm floored because this was an idea that i had come up with god it had to have been 10 years ago and and i and i was just going to start you know looking for this exercise equipment to try and start cannibalizing (laughs) <laughs> these air tanks off of it, but they're horrifically expensive. Uh, and of course, you can never find them broken. Uh, and, and, and there was no way I was ever going to be able to find these tanks anywhere else. Well, now here they are. So Surprise. yeah, if you ever were looking for uh, for some uh, you know onboard air uh, storage systems, and you were you know worried about space, off road only has exactly what I was going to do. So really, really cool stuff. And and once again, thank you very much, Adam, for calling into the show. Really cool. You know, it may be that I've just been watching too much SpaceX stuff, but I, when you said the tanks all around the the, the Cherokee, I was thinking you yeah. were going to be talking about cold thrusters. So when you get, <laughs> when you get up when you're in space, you could actually control the roll right. and the, the pitch of the XJ. Down for liftoff, Josh. Here you go. See, that's that's how you're going to get to Texas. Seven ninety nine through nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. For the, the, the Jeep G- JL and Gladiator Sway Bar, Sway Lock, that Sway L-O-C, one word. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it looks like a really good idea, but uh, my God. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to spend that much money on a rear bumper, why not? Yeah, right. I guess. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Yeah. 
Hey, this is Mickey G, and uh, I enjoyed the interview last week with the owner of the EV Jeep. It's glad to finally hear from somebody who actually owns one. I've got a lot of questions to ask, but I think I'm just going to settle on the one big one that's really, really bothering me. Do the new electric vehicles come with that new car smell, or do they just have that Elon Musk? Oh. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you guys that I just figured out that being in quarantine for a year has turned me into a dog. Yeah, I just roam around the house looking for food, and somebody's always telling me no when I'm getting too close to strangers. And I'm really getting excited about car rides. <laughs> yeah, I know. What can I say? <laughs> they all can't be winners. Yeah, I'll be no. apologizing for these later. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. Have yeah, a good one. Bye. Which begs the age-old question, why does a dog lick itself? Because it can. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> hey, Nathan. Um, first time Zoom room was quite a long time ago. I've not been able to get in since. Uh, own a 2006 Wrangler LJ, uh, loving every minute of it. Um, but mm-hmm. I'd like to comment on your sway bar talk. I did leave a previous message. This is the other one, Josh. That something happened with <laughs> uh, my thank you. Uh, Bluetooth here. But uh, try to elaborate on why sway bars are important. Oh, this is uh, they for are you. important because you have to. You have to control the rate at which the axle loads and unloads, because that's what you're doing. So you run zero sway bar, you are not controlling the rate at which that axle unloads itself. So let's say you go up a a rock face on the right front or the right rear, and the left side will unload and try to touch the ground. That's outstanding that you have you know, all that articulation, but if you cannot put equal force on that left rear tire, then you're not getting traction. That is where the sway bar comes into play. Now, the best way to control this is with an adjustable sway bar, so as mentioned, and you can control how much assist or none, if you prefer, just to disconnect it for whatever reason. Uh, with the rates. Now, that's just a simple leverage system. That's what those holes are for, unlike the, the rock shock system, I believe. Because all, all the sway bar is is a torsion bar. Similar, uh, Chevy front suspension, they, uh, they're all torsion bars. You have to, the only way to really play around with that is with how much leverage you have. So those holes in there, play around with that. For example, uh, even rock bouncers use sway bars. They might be very narrow in diameter or width-wise, but they have a large diameter because that's a lot of weight to be controlling at which those, you know, rock wells are flying around as they bash up the hill. So I apologize this is long, and I apologize for the previous message as it was uh, messed up. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and hopefully this helps some way, shape, or fashion. Nathan, when you screw up a, a voicemail, make no reference to it because no one will know about it except me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> uh, good stuff, Nathan. Uh, you know, really appreciate it. I, you know, I've seen just too much uh, negative performance with sway bars connected uh, left uh, on the trail uh, and, and virtually taking away any and all of your articulation uh, for the most part. Yes, you will have uh, traction and, uh, and that, w- that tire will stay down on the ground a little bit better. Uh, for the most part, until you extend the uh, past the ability for that sway bars uh, travel and uh, and you know amount to rotate and torsion up and all that sort of stuff, uh, in which case you're going to start getting wheel lift, uh, and and at that point you've exceeded your uh, you know a lot of body roll as well. Uh, you're going to be at a very nasty angle, uh, and there's just there's just too many drawbacks to leaving the sway bars connected when off road. Um, and, and so with an off-road only vehicle, I don't see the need for sway bars. Uh, obviously for a lot of people who drive their vehicle to and from the, to the trail or who have to drive that same trail vehicle to and from work every day, um, this is a much, much different type of a topic. Uh, but for a trail only vehicle like mine, and that's where, you know, my opinion comes from, um, you know, yeah, it's just a moot point for me. But Nathan, nonetheless, thank you very much for calling in. Good information. Appreciate that. Thank you. So, Wendy, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the uh, the the Jeep, um, the one the the sway bar disconnect that Jeep designed for the Rubicon, uh, it is a completely disconnected system when you press that button. Uh, in yes. a way, it essentially takes that torsion bar that the Nathan was saying that pretty much all sway bar systems or anti sway systems are comprised of, and disconnects it in the middle, so that right. there is no ability to sort of uh, add any of that torsion. It is disconnected from one side to the other so for one reason or another jeep designed their sway bar disconnect system to be completely disconnected so it is not going to be uh, providing any downforce on the opposite side controlling the loading uh, and unloading of the axle basically is what i'm saying correct because there are more advantages than disadvantages to having a disconnected anti-sway system off road than there is otherwise now i'm not saying jeep is the end-all be-all of of engineering but i mean that's how they're doing it so i can see i see both sides of it it makes sense what with what nathan was talking about uh but i i wonder too and i think this is probably true of a lot of things shocks and everything else that you put on there you're you're doing uh you're doing your setup based on uh the best thing for the weight of your rig and how you drive it and uh the, the the type of uh, things that you're driving over, but no sway bar uh, torsion is going to be correct in all situations. It, it really depends on, on the size of the rock, the the how the rocks and the the proximity of uh, how the rocks are laid out, uh, and, and all 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 other things. So um, I'm thinking that if it's disconnected, you kind of do away with all that um, half-ass type stuff. It, it's going to be 100% all the time. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's a really hard decision. I like the idea of the, uh, of the anti-rock. Uh, but again, I'm concerned about how, what the on-road manners would be for somebody that's not used to steering a boat, uh, that they're used to steering something that's a little tighter, uh, in, uh, in turns. So we'll, uh, we'll see. I got, I still got to call Bill and uh, discuss that with him, uh, talk to him about, uh, y'all's, uh, anti-rock system, uh, Wendy. Yep. Got to do that. And if you want to hear the entire discussion uh, about uh, the sway bar talk that uh, Nathan was referring to in this voicemail, you can go back and listen to episode 504 for the Campfireside Chat when I ask the question, uh, or when I make the statement, rather, uh, that sway bars are overrated, and I want you to change my mind. Oh, it was fun, too, because Josh got a little defensive because nobody agreed with him. 
He's like, well, no, come on. This, <laughs> now, you got to understand. There were a couple people that, that agreed with me <laughs> half-heartedly. That's right. But, there, yes. There but no, was. we got a lot. We got a lot of buzz off of that discussion, actually. Sure that, that was a heated, uh, kind of a heated debate. Uh, some people yep. uh, wrote into the show uh, kind of indignant, just be just like, no, these are must-have <laughs> safety devices. Yeah. You're going to be exactly. killing people, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like, it, look, folks, it's just a podcast. We're having fun. I, We're you know, just having a discussion. And, and, and of course, I tried to validate the whole point was, you know, this is coming from me, from my point of view, using mm-hmm. a vehicle uh, for reference that is only used on the trail. So there you go. <laughs> hey, this is Don Sumner. I was just listening to your guys' podcast. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Casey. Hi, this is Ray Buchanan from Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, hello, this is Dave in Oregon. I would use the Boltlox on my 98 Jeep Wrangler. 2017 Wrangler two-door. 2008 JKU. Uh, Wrangler JKU Sierra. Uh, even if I don't win, you guys still have a great show. Hey, this is Randy. Been listening to your Jeep show for a while now. Yes, I'm a rat bastard, but I'm trying <laughs> to fix up my Jeep. 2004 TJ. Only mod is Nerf bars. So, anyway, uh, I'm calling in about your interviews for the 4xe, 4xe, whatever. Um, we <laughs> one of those things. Start where insurance stops. Love the show, guys and girls. Thank you. Yep, yep. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, the uh, uh, Mike from uh, uh, the uh, the interview uh, last week was uh, last uh, last Monday was giving away some uh, some T-shirts and. Uh, if you were, I think it was color one, three, uh, or seven, you would get one of these uh, these T-shirts. So that's why you're hearing some people calling in uh, about uh, winning those T-shirts. So uh, it's not over yet. So uh, call in. Well, looky there! I brought you a case of Tic Tacs. Don't be offended. <laughs> I don't like the red ones. <laughs> they, they got colors. Oh God! I gotta get the red ones. Get the red one. <laughs> so, folks, this is the the part of the show where we invite you, the listener, to pull up around the campfire and talk with us about whatever's jeeping uh, going on this week. And we pull out a different topic out of you know where each and every week. It's a different one, a different discussion, different uh, uh, well, different topic each and every week. And uh, and this week, I asked the question: If you could buy any jeep right now, which one would it be? And so this is going to be uh, kind of open for uh, you know all kinds of different answers on this. Uh, lots of different uh, listeners here around the campfire tonight as well. So let's go through this list. Uh, may end up having to skip a couple of you guys uh, here tonight, but uh, right off the top of the bat, I want to go to Travis and see Travis. If there was any Jeep that you would buy right now, which one would it be? I was just going to jump in and say you can skip me. I don't. I don't need to be in on this. We can just. Uh, yeah, you li- just bought a new Jeep, so yeah. I'd, yeah. yeah, I'd like to. I'd just get another gladiator. But uh, l- l- yeah, I love hearing from the the Zoom people. So uh, you can. Uh, it, it'll help the time to skip me. Exactly. Now Travis said. Go with a, Travis said he was going to leave go- at eleven p.m., but he didn't. Travis is still here. You're going against your your word, Travis. And he's awake. I couldn't. And he's awake. I, well, the Zoom meeting <laughs> had me going. I enjoyed oh, no. the Zoom meetings. And, and sober and awake, yes. Not snoring through the bonus material. He fell asleep uh, uh, want, last uh, week, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Where's the sample, Tony? We need to hear the sample. 
<laughs> oh, I gotta. I need to put that on the board. Uh, Travis is just full of uh, fun, and we love picking on him. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but I enjoy the show. That's what I do. I'm going to go with the 392 Rubicon Recon. It's not a bad, uh, that's that's not a bad choice. Yeah. You know, do they have? I do they have that? It's not been released yet. The 392 is. You can order it and get it, but the Extreme Recon has not. Um, yeah, I thought that's, so. Okay. That's the Sasquatch Killer, um, and it comes yeah. out of the factory with 35s. Granted, I'd want to go bigger, but that's the Jeep I'm going to buy. And it's a JL, JLU, and I'm a YJ owner, but I'm going to take that 392 and be in heaven. Are you going to trade in the hair lip for that one? Potentially, <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> he had a wreck now, the, in his Toyota the recon, and hit a telephone the pole. The package is, is, is a Jeep package a lot of people are talking about right now because it pretty much checks all the boxes. Very deep crawl ratio, big tires, uh, armor, the whole ki- whole kit and caboodle, uh, and and yeah, it, it would. Uh, they call it the Sasquatch Killer because it would go against uh, well, pretty much anything out there, including the Sasquatch package for the Bronco, uh, which is you know their top of the line. The the only way that they can uh, compete against any Jeep at all, uh, let alone something like the 392. Good answer, Travis. I like the 392 option there. That that's a good one. Uh, going over to Christopher right. here. Um, what would you say would be the Jeep that you would buy right now if money was no object? Uh, probably a uh, diesel gladiator. Diesel gladiator. Yeah. All right, now we're talking here. That's the first. Uh, I, I didn't think anybody would go with a diesel option. Uh, to tell you the truth, just because there's not a lot of diesel availability here in the states, as far as you know, engines go. Obviously, you can go to any service station, uh, gas station, uh, and grab yourself some diesel. Uh, but uh, but no, yeah, the diesel uh, diesel gladiator. Well, I think would be uh, would be a cool option. Good answer, Christopher. Good answer. What about Chip? Chip, if uh, money was no object right now and you could buy any Jeep, which one would it be? Well, so this week I was traveling and got a chance to rent a JL, which I had not driven. So my wa- I've got a JK, my wife's got a JK, and I've driven other Jeeps. But after driving that JL this week, I was really impressed with the, with the, with the acceleration and the responsiveness that it had. So probably... Probably would just buy a, a, a JLU, and uh, it'd probably be a Rubicon. Although there's a, there is that gladiator. What's the gladiator that's got all the load on it? Uh, the the Sport S. The smoke. Which the, one? The Sport S. You can get the t- the max tow if that's what you're talking about. Well, no, I know you got the you got the max tow for a towing package for a towing vehicle, but the the gladiator that's that's wasn't it built for like the Baja or whatever? Mojave edition would be right there on my list too. There is one sitting in the driveway across the street from me right this minute, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Right. The, with, uh, with all the thefts of the Honda from your driveway, they probably wouldn't think it was you if you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell you guys. I didn't tell you. I didn't get a chance to tell you guys. So I'm driving a, a 2004 Honda Civic right now, and it was broken into the other night. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm not even joking. Josh, and, that's and in horrible. Fact, uh, well, the only thing that was stolen out of it was uh, a set of coveralls uh, that I, that my favorite set of coveralls actually, uh, that I've I've uh, had for a while. I, I use them quite frequently, and and a, a little uh, FM transceiver uh, Bluetooth thingy majigger that I use to play audio through the factory stereo off my cell phone with. 
So, I mean, it really wasn't any big, you know, big deal. It was more the principles behind the whole thing. But yes, I had a car that was broken into again, uh, nonetheless. So the, the, here's, here's the caveat to all of this. A little, uh, a little funny thing. I uh, went for a walk after dinner tonight, just really quick around the block, uh, just to burn some calories and get the, you know, get the pulse up and all that sort of stuff. And uh, here in the bushes, about a block away, I found those coveralls stuffed underneath the bush uh, in somebody's no. front yard. Yes. And so I was like, no freaking way. Those are my coveralls. And so I, you know, ran over there really quick and grabbed them. And I was like, yes, they are. Holy crap. You know, so I was kind of stoked to get those back. And this is the benefit of not wearing underwear or pants uh, when you put your coveralls on. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? I'm throwing these things away. (laughs) I thought you were maybe saying you could find them with DNA. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, uh, they, they immediately went into the washing machine i <laughs> washed my yeah. hands when i got like me, you know yeah. those things, like so. three loads worth just wash them three but, more times <laughs> uh, but but yes no the the kid across the street and he is a kid he's, he's like the, the the couple's son I, how he's affording a brand spanking new mojave and he's like two years out of high school is beyond me but he's breaking uh, into no, hondas no, and uh, stealing stuff yeah. <laughs> but no he parks it he parks it over there with the doors off all the time leave it you know, overnight now, well, clearly yeah, he it makes sense leave. in your neighborhood <laughs> He's probably not even leaving so much as an Oreo in the center console. So That's it, you know, what you no need to do deal. with your Hondas from yeah, now on, Yeah, just Josh. open up. Leave just the take doors the doors off. off yeah. No, they <laughs> took all my snacks out of the center console. Bastards. <laughs> not, but not, not, to, not the dry gummy bears. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Those things yeah. are kept in the house. They're precious. <laughs> I did have some fruit snacks in there. <laughs> all right, moving right along. We've got Greg here with us tonight. Greg, if, uh, if you could buy any Jeep right now, which one would it be? I think I might uh, shoot for the new Grand Wagoneer. Oh, my God. Go big or go home. That's my boy, Greg. It looks nice. It looks nice, but boy, it's expensive. Well, you said money was no object. Yeah, that's right. 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 You know, if money's no object, why not spring for the six-figure Jeep? No, that's that. Money's no object, and and Tony gets to pay the insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Deadpool that told me that you can uh, tow 10,000 pounds with that uh, that Grand Wagoneer, and I'm like, nah, no thanks. Yeah, that does have a good uh, good tow rating, though. Uh, but I think that, uh, with that as well, it's the Wagoneer, not the Grand Wagoneer. There is a package that you have to get. It's probably the tow package or something like that. But uh, yeah, I reported on that uh, quite a while back when we were first getting some details about those two vehicles coming out. It, it, uh, it's also max tow, but when you say max tow, you have to have your little pinky in the air when you say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> max tow. <laughs> Jimmy Jeep, if money was no object, you could buy any Jeep right now. Which one would it be? Uh, everyone said the ones I want. Uh, yeah, I probably. Uh, okay, you don't so have to pick I'd anything different. No, it doesn't have to be unique. I yeah. mean, there's only a limited number you of Jeeps they want. make. I, right, they only made so many. Nobody well, said well, nobody well, said well, a Jeep Renegade. I'm, I'm, or a compass yet. Yeah, compass. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's gonna be the uh, it's gonna be the compass for you. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. John Lee, John Lee, with us here. Uh, John, if you could uh, buy any Jeep right now, uh, and uh, and as long as it's a compass, which one would it be? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I think I wouldn't go new. I think I would. I think I would uh, look for like a AMW converted Hemi JK. So I, I mean I like 
I like the JK, and I think that if you're going to spend hundred thousand dollars, I could I could make that JK pretty awesome. So you know, I think yeah, I would right. probably get the used classifieds and buy a buy a Hemi swap JK or Hemi swap my own. You know, I was actually having a conversation with somebody uh, earlier today about this topic uh, since I had I had chosen what it was going to be earlier in the week. Uh, and, uh, I was talking with him and, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to get a lot of new Jeep answers and, and me personally, uh, you know, I've, I've talked here on the show quite a bit about just how much of the new Jeeps I don't like, uh, and, and, and all the features and other things that they add to it that I think personally for, for me gets in the way. And, and so I was going to go old school, man. I was going to go back to, you know, like maybe a forward cab Jeep, uh, something like that. If I could find a pristine uh, Ford Control Jeep, something like that. I would absolutely pick one of those up, uh, like the one we saw uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, the some of the concept Ford Control uh, that they've brought forward in the last decade or so are some amazing designs. Uh, if I can get my hands on one of those, absolutely. Chris with SevenSlats.com. Chris, if you could buy any Jeep right now, which one would it be? Yeah, ninety-five to ninety-seven Jeep Grand Cherokee Orvis Edition. The Orvis, really? Yeah, Why I've is always, I, I've, I've, I like, I've always liked the green. I like the British, the British racing green. It's not a British racing green, but I've always liked that, here, that here. green color. And uh, you know, big on Land Rovers and 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 whatnot. Years ago, and I, I mean, I've done fly fishing. I'm not an avid fisherman by any means, but I've always liked the look of it. I was just looking one up on Bring a Trailer recently, sold for ninety five hundred dollars. So definitely not mm-hmm. cheap. Sold in February uh, for nine thousand five hundred dollars. In, in good condition. Wow. That is something else. That is something else. Don Swinner here with us. Don, what, if you could buy any Jeep right now, which one would it be? Uh, I, I was kind of like with you with going, you know, old school. Uh, I, I've always, and I don't know much about them, but I've always liked the old military. Uh, kind of like, like from what I've learned, kind of where it all started. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have sure. those. Right, like an old, uh, you know, Willys or something. Uh, even like a CGA, uh, like a, a uh, like an A two, A three, something like that. Absolutely, uh, that would be really cool. There's, uh, I've been to a few Jeep shows out here in the Northwest where uh, there is, I don't know if it's a historical preservation society or something like that, but they bring out period correct World War II Jeeps, fully outfitted. Uh, and in fact, one guy even brought uh, brought one with a thirty caliber, uh, uh, you know, dang near a howitzer attached to the to the roll case, nice. you know, the roll had it in the back. Even had a bandolier of, of blanks that he shot off in the parking lot uh, at the end of the show. It was wow. it, it was a showstopper. It was the one of yeah. the most amazing Jeep moments I've ever seen. It was really really cool. Made, uh, the, uh, made the trip there in record time. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way! And, and no. I thought I would just mention real quick that uh, Don S is the uh, the gentleman that went out there to uh, hidden. Uh, Hidden Falls with uh, Deadpool and I. He was the the orange uh, or the nacho uh, 2021 JL Rubicon. And, right on. Uh, it was great meeting uh, Don. And Don, uh, if we ever come up with the uh, wheeling with a host, uh, don't, don't forget to remind me. We'll uh, we'll get you a sticker, a badge, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I had a good time. I'm, uh, I'm I'm hoping to see y'all next month out there. Yep, yep. September 18th. You guys, uh, we we didn't talk about it this episode, but uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, Texas event coming up on September 18th. Josh is going to be there. I am. Sorry, I'm I'm killing a moth in my studio as we speak. So if you're hearing <laughs> noise, I'm just slamming my fist down on the desk trying to kill this flying creature. 
Uh, Larry <laughs> with us. Uh, Larry, Jeep and Mo. If you could buy any Jeep right now, which one would it be? Well, if money is no object, I'd love to get a uh, Hemi Swap Mojave. That would be nice. Or a pristine old uh, Commando. How about a four? Old how about a four twenty six Hemi in there, uh, Larry? Would the Would you rather have a four twenty six Hemi if you could? If you could actually fit it in there? Uh no, no, because those things were bulletproof. I so that's the reason why I think about it. It's bull, just huge. Bulletproof. Now, now they got the new Elephant, which is a four twenty six. You know, you some a lot of the new technology in those engines made are making those new engines pretty bulletproof and the amount of power they're pulling out of them it was phenomenal you know larry i've got a, a good friend of mine who actually yeah. just sold uh last year his jeepster project uh i think it was a 77 was that what oh. i can't remember the year uh, now actually uh but he was very well along on on his build and uh i was my, personally very sad to see it go he moved on to a uh, an old school Grand Wagoneer build uh, that he's doing a um, a, a V8 swap on uh, an LS swap, I should say, actually to be more specific. Uh, completely modernizing the whole drivetrain and everything. It's actually a really really cool project. Uh, but uh, but nonetheless, there was a connection there with a with an old Jeepster, an old Commando uh, here in my own personal neighborhood. So uh, those are really cool Jeeps. And, and when they're built up, there was a Commando in Toledo that someone had taken a brand new JL. And put that commando body on. It was pretty cool. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. That that actually would have been yeah. pretty cool. I'll have to dig around the interwebs and see if I can't find some pictures of that. All right, Josh Mudman 084. What would you say about a Jeep uh, purchase if you had if money was no object? Which one would you? Right go now, with? probably a Jeep Gladiator Rubicon with the diesel. With the diesel option, another diesel man here with us tonight around the campfire. You know, you, you can't go wrong with all that torque, right? I mean, and that's that's that would be the draw for that purchase. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, that low end torque for crawling, you can't beat it. Yeah, and and they they have some uh, pretty amazing numbers uh, on the diesel engine so far. I, I'm really kind of curious to see if it's going to get any traction, <laughs> pun intended, uh, here in the states uh, with uh, with the sales of that. I, I want to see more diesel uh, coming from Jeep here in the states. I just don't know if it's going to happen or not. Steve O. Uh, if, if money was no object, which Jeep would you get? Well, you guys stole my thunder. The Willys MB. I'm a huge World War II history buff, and having that 30 cal on there would just be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. I can't see if I, I know I have a video of that somewhere on my hard drive or a hard drive around here somewhere. Uh, I'll have to see if I can't find that video or at least some pictures of that uh, and, and post it up on our Facebook page uh, for you guys all to see. Uh, it's really, really nice, uh, very well done restoration. Uh, and I'd love to share that with you guys. Oh, you get these uh, guys when, that have them with the the shovels, the axes, the M1 oh, yeah, brand no, holders, and everything. They're fabulous. Full kit caboodle, very period correct, uh, and very complete uh, with with these guys as well. So, and I think there was two of them that showed up at, at that particular show that I'm thinking of. Uh, but there was Pretty only cool. one of them that, that had the 30 caliber. Uh, now, Wendy, what about you? If money was no object, uh, which direction would you go? Well, I think Bill is in the Zoom room, so if he's there, he can answer it. <laughs> is he there? Yeah, there I'm is. there. I was curious there to see is. what you were... Well, if it was my choice, I'd probably buy a new uh, JKU Rubicon. Right. Just, just because it has more power. <laughs> the uh, boat anchor <laughs> engine we have, I'm done with, but you know. Or, or a Hemi swap. That's fine, too. So. Oh, oh, while you're in there, there Bill. There you go. Well, that's right. 
Of course, with a lot of VA power, you know that means he's going to run out of gas sooner. I'm just saying. Yes, uh -oh. exactly. <laughs> Boy, if it's not windy, it's Sorry, Josh. Bill. Sorry, Bill. I knew it was coming. Jeez. <laughs> Sound like he was giving car blonde for the Hemi. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's hey. what I heard. <laughs> You know, with those swaps, there's a lot of shops that are uh, doing those shops and swaps. There we go. Uh, a lot of shops out there doing the V8 and the Hemi swaps and Jeeps now. I mean, I, I would be surprised if you guys don't have one that's close to you that uh, that is doing that on a regular basis. Uh, I've seen a lot of them out here. There's uh, there's actually one uh, just a couple towns up the uh, up the way, Vancouver, Washington. I know it's the next state, but it's only about a 20-minute drive from me. Uh, they have a speed shop up there that does nothing but V8 Jeep swaps. Uh, and Hemi swaps and Jeeps and stuff, as it, rather. So, really cool stuff. I, well, I can't thank all of our listeners enough. Christopher, Chip, Greg, Jimmy, John, Chris, Don, Larry, and Josh, as well as Steve-O, and of course, Travis. We're all chiming in around the campfire tonight, talking about which Jeep would you buy if money was no object. We do this each and every week, and we invite you, the listener, if you're brand spanking new to the show, you too can join in on the very next Jeep Talk Show's campfire side chat. And if you want to know how to do that, well, there's a number of ways uh, to, that you can get the information. Uh, we, you Obviously, it's through a Zoom meeting as we do this, but uh, how you do that uh, and get all the links and information, well, you got to follow us on Facebook. Uh, we send out the information through there on a weekly basis, or you can get it through our newsletter as well, which is a great source of information uh, for whatever's going on with the show, behind the scenes, uh, giveaways, things like that, whatever we have coming up in the future what we have planned uh, is all in the newsletter it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact you're going to find a link to click and sign up and it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe we don't spam you we don't sell your information it's one email a week well that's it for the show for this week my fellow jeeper until next week be sure to tell a friend about the 4x4 radio network and as always thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast Quien sabia que Corrie hablar con Jeep el otro idioma. Podcasting since 2010.